It's Window Nation's semi-annual sale, and it's a big deal. Right now, get 50% off all windows along with no interest for five years plus bonus savings when you schedule a consult today. If your windows leak, get foggy or hot, or you're paying high utility bills, that's a big deal. With Window Nation's semi-annual sale, you can replace your windows and save a big deal, too. Schedule a no-obligation in-home estimate now. Call 866-90NATION or visit windownation.com. It's the most anticipated WNBA season in history. And you know what that means. Court is back in session. Welcome to Queens of the Court, an Odyssey original podcast. I'm your girl, Cheryl Swoop. And I'm Jordan Robinson. All WNBA season long, we'll be bringing you interviews with star athletes, analysis on your favorite teams, and lots of hot takes. Order, order in the court. Follow and listen to Queens of the Court on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. This episode of BGN Radio is brought to you by Clip It, the hottest app that is out there. Watch TV, make clips, and share. For more information, check them out at clipit.tv or check them on Twitter at clipit.tv. You're listening to BGN Radio. Wentz and the shotgun. Wentz with a commanding presence is back. Here comes the rush. He steps up. He fires on the run. Complete the Ertz across midfield. Look at that kid. Ertz got out of came across the field and there was great movement by Wentz and he threw a dart. He threw a dart. What's going on, Bleeding Green Nation? Well, it was a Saturday in the park, and that Wentz, he's a pretty good guy. Uh, the Eagles just beat the Chicago Bears. This is, of course, BGN Radio, episode number uh, 188. Uh, I'm your host, Matt Daring. With me, as always, is Mr. John Stolness, the George DeMyringo. What's going on, buddy? Not much, pal. Watched a little football tonight, and got to say, that was a good time. That was a very <laughs> yeah. good time. <laughs> that, was, that was a really good time. I went to a bar. I had a, I had a few to drink. I uh, I got the hiccups like a cartoon drunk guy, and here ah. I am back at home. Yeah, <laughs> that's a, nice work. Yeah, what a joy. Um, yeah, that was uh, that was quite a, that was another win. Uh, team looked good. looked like a looked like a cohesive team. Man, really impressive. Um, yeah, I just I'm I'm really excited about where this team is headed. Yeah, you know, guess it was a little up and down. I wish they'd had a few more. We'll we'll talk about that. We'll get to it. But I thought that all in all, you know, it's good to see them go out there. They got another win and a pretty convincing win. I mean, you know, these are the sorts of games where you know, sometimes it feels like well, but before you know it, they're up. You know, they're up double digits. They're up 10, 20, Well, not twenty, but you know, they're up. They're up ten, twelve, fifteen points. I mean. This was a team, they, they just went out there and they were just flat out better. Uh, Chicago had a couple of key injuries, I think, that uh, that certainly didn't help. And, of course, Jake Cutler going out and, and Mr. Brian Hoyer, Mr. Big Ten himself uh, going in. That's definitely not a good sign. But uh, I think on the whole, this team really showed us something again tonight. They were they were resilient. They they were missing a couple of starters themselves. And uh, they didn't miss a beat. This was a good, this was a good win. What do you think, Johnny? No, I thought this is actually even maybe a little bit more of an impressive win than last week because, you know, you're on the road. You're playing against the Chicago Bears. The, the Bears won one home game last year. They they want to reverse that trend at home. They they really wanted to come out and win this first home game and start the 2016 season off in a different direction than the way they went last week. Uh, pardon me, last year. And the Eagles came out and, you know, 
it was more of a battle in the first half this week. It was 9-7 going into halftime. It was 9-7 in the third quarter. And then the Eagles put up 20 points in a span of five minutes and 17 seconds. And it was all of a sudden a blowout. I mean, you're right. This was nip and tuck. And frankly, the, the Eagles dominated play. Even though they were up 9-7, to seven, it, sh- it should have been more than that. The Eagles really, they dominated time of possession. They were dictating the, the pace of the game. Um, I mean, they were really, they were controlling the play throughout the first three quarters, even though the score didn't dictate that. And then all of a sudden it did. Then Jay Cutler decided to happen uh, and decided to put the ball <laughs> on the does, ground. As he does, he does happen, yes. He is wont to do that, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> he put the ball on the ground and threw it. Just, I mean, that was that interception uh, was one of the worst I've seen. Nigel Bradham, I mean, he was just like a, a gift from the heavens. Thank you, Jay Cutler, for being in my life this week. And he yeah, we were joking. Ball. That's a that's a Madden interception right there, where you never yes! see the linebacker. You never look, and it's always <laughs> it's always the linebackers. I think I've thrown fifty interceptions in a season, and they've all been the linebackers. Well, it's those are the interceptions that happen in the Madden cheat games when you've got a perfect season going, and they basically decide you're not going to win this game. And you yeah, the, it's the blue shell of Madden. Uh, yes, but. exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. People don't know what we're talking about, but no, they probably do. Um, no, but I thought it was. You know, I thought this win, if it's even possible, was more impressive than last week because yeah, it was the home opener and Carson Wentz's first game. But again, it was the Cleveland Browns, not as impressive an opponent, and the Bears are not any good either. I mean, let's get that out of the way. We're seeing yeah. a team. That was decimated by injuries. They had an offensive line that was held together with duct tape and bubble gum. I mean, these guys have been playing together for less time than I've gotten a haircut. I, seriously, I have gotten a haircut longer ago than this offensive line has been together for the Chicago yeah, me Bears. Me too, yeah. And, and then, of course, their tackles, and John and James have gotten into this, but they have two tackles that are both terrible. And, yes. you know, I have, no, I have no idea why they're sticking Kyle Long in at guard, but, uh, and he was, you know, even he was hurt, but this was just not a this was just not a good performance by a team. But, you know, credit to the Eagles. I mean, this is a team. They have a veteran coach. John Fox has been around a long time. He's been to suit two Super Bowls. Uh, they have a quarterback. Um, one of the reasons why I think that they might even have a sneaky bad roster is because when you think about they have a quarterback, they have a big-time offensive weapon, and they have, you know, precious little else. But, yeah, I, uh, yeah, I mean, this was a... Uh, this was, you know, maybe a bad team, but sort of the ones that can kind of that can kind of spook you. Uh, they had the obligatory kind of washed up slot receiver has a huge game game mm-hmm. here tonight, and <laughs> it was nice to see Eddie Royal of the Ready Oil. Uh, he got out there and he um, he did his thing, and you know the Eagles endured, and uh, yeah, so another win. Um, yeah, uh, I thought that. Well, let's let's start off with it. I thought that Doug Peterson had another great game. Um, he had a couple of fourth down calls, and I thought that was the right call to make. Uh, you know, he had what? He decided to go for it three times. I mean, that's a ton. Some guys don't decide to go for it three times in a season. You know, shouts to Mike I, McCarthy. I, I so. don't think. I don't think Chip Kelly went for it three times in the three years he was the head coach of the Eagles. Yeah, I mean, you could be right. Uh, no, yeah. they're not. Anyway, I don't know. But like, <laughs> so, somebody's out there. Don't don't write us. Write John. Yeah, we don't need you to do the research. This is why I'm <laughs> hyperbolizing here. But yeah, you're right. I thought that I thought that this was a well coached game. I mean, they came out with a good game plan. Uh, there was a couple of times where uh, I was watching with a friend of mine, and we were just like, "Oh, what a play call!" Um, the uh, the one pass, the one the one that went sailed a little bit, where where Aguilar faked 
faked coming across the formation and then, yes. and then doubled back. What a play call. If that yeah. pass had been a little lower, that was a touchdown, you know? And yeah. so stuff like that, because Tracy Porter, he was late to his, he was late to his own party, man. That So stuff like that, right? Doug Peterson, he continues to impress me. That first drive, you know, he went out there and he and Wentz clearly had a plan. And, you know, Wentz clearly had this plan ingrained in his mind because, you know, they went empty set. They were no huddle. They did all this good stuff. But, you know, it just really impressed me the way that this team came out and looked, looked like a well-coached team. Again, for the second week in a row. And, I, you know, I really am kind of wondering in my head, who has had a better first two weeks, Carson Wentz or Doug Peterson? I think it's a toss-up because you're right. I think the Aguilar fake reverse swing pass was a thing of beauty. It was real genius. And they also ran a couple other things that I thought were real great. The, the tight end screen at the two-yard line um, was, a, was a nice play. Eagles right huddle at the two of Chicago first and goal. Single back, two tight ends. Wentz is under center. He looks to the right. He sends his tight end Burton in motion. He crouches, he gets the snap, he spins and throws to Burton on the five, he gets a block, he runs in on the near side with a quick catch and a touchdown and a flag is thrown. And then um, on Matthew's second touchdown run, they ran a, a fake sweep. Uh, they caught the jet sweep to the right at the one-yard line, and then uh, he pitched the ball back to Matthews, who went to his left and ran around the end just inside the pylon for his second touchdown. It's creative. It's creativity. I mean, and we're seeing different formations. Even without Zach Ertz, they went three tight ends a couple of times tonight with Matt Tobin coming in as the third tight end and ran some plays out of that. I think what we're seeing from Doug Peterson that I don't think we saw from Chip Kelly a whole lot is, you know, as, as much as we thought Chip Kelly may, you know, was a, a decent coach, I think what we're seeing from Peterson is he doesn't have a ton of offensive weapons at his disposal. Jordan Matthews is good, but he drops the ball a lot. Nelson Aguilar has his issues. Um, you've got DGB, who still is not contributing. I mean, you've, he doesn't have Terrell Owens out there. But what he's doing is using all of the guys that he has. He's recognizing what their skill set is, and he's using them creatively, and he's using everybody. He's basically using the entire roster. It's, ba- it's like a, a major league manager who's using three or four platoons, you know, correctly. You're basically yeah, and, using— and stealing aggressively, you know, trying to manufacture yeah. runs. I think, I think you're totally right there. I think—yeah, um, I, I think that's a great point that uh, has just occurred to me. Is their best offensive weapon outside of Wentz? Is it Ryan Matthews? It probably is, isn't it? Probably, yeah. yeah. And, and Matthews did not have a great first half, but they didn't really commit to running the ball in the first half. We we really praised Peterson for the balance that he showed in week one. I think it was an intentional thing on his part to go the other way here, and especially in the first half of this game when it was still in doubt and, and the score was tight. They really were peppering the ball in the air and, and not really trying to establish a run game. And I imagine that was for a purpose. They, they did that for a reason. Yeah, it's interesting. That first drive, Sproles was out there. I mean, I kept looking. It was, you know, it was empty but Sproles was with what um what, what some people call like a satellite player you know where mm-hmm. he was he was coming in he was you know he was drifting out farther out he was drifting further in he was playing in the slot he was playing in line you know I think he started out in the backfield and then moved out um and that was clearly I mean this is uh, I don't think I can say this enough this is Carson Wentz's show if Wentz wanted him in oh, there yeah. he would have said hey buddy come here and then he would have you know done something with it and he, he clearly didn't you know the, the offensive coaches clearly didn't but you know they went out there and they passed what they passed every every play that first drive or nearly yeah, every well, they play. St- there were no huddle and no backfield yeah I mean, the and- entire time no backfield at all and you know but yeah I thought I thought this was a good oh and by the way Ryan Matthews that that run he had late uh, where he, you know, he cut. It was it was like a violent cut, and he made it look so smooth. That oh, stuff, yeah. that stuff is good, man. He's good. Matthews in the backfield. 
He spins after the snap and he hands off to Matthews. He wanted to go up the middle, bounces outside, staggers in over the tackle. That is an eagle touchdown. What a great individual play by Ryan Matthews. A three-yard bouncing run that was not available inside, spins outside, staggers in for six. I, I feel he's like... a first-round pick. I mean, we, we, you know yeah. that he's got the injury issues, but the ta- he's got first-round talent. You see it whenever he plays. He's got the size, the speed, the agility. He is like the real deal, and it's going to be a shame if he doesn't get to play the whole season. But uh, this was really uh, – this, this was a good game from them all around. Um I guess one thing if I wanted to talk about it, and well, we can talk, we'll get into a little bit was... We can uh, talk about whatever we want. It's a podcast. Yeah. Hey, I'm in charge here. So uh, I was bummed that there weren't a few more big plays, even even though, you know, oh yeah, well, they dropped them. Yeah, that's true. Uh, I was still thinking maybe a little bit more. There was a couple of times where I thought, this is it. This is the time. This is where they, you know, they uncork one. And, you know, sometimes I was right, but sometimes I was wrong. And I, I guess I was a little disappointed. Um, and, you know, I guess it's a learning and growing experience. But I felt like uh, I could have used one or two more kind of uh, deep, deeper throws to try to keep everybody honest. Um, and, of course, you know, Wentz's thing so far has been the wow throws. They come on the intermediate stuff. Uh, there was the one where he rolled left and then hit Aguilar over the middle. Oh, my and gosh. That was one of those things where it's like, never do that again. And you know he will do that again <laughs> and again and again. But uh, and, and a fair share of them will get intercepted, everybody. So yeah. just remember that. It's okay. Hey, no turnovers yet by the offense. Props to them. Incredible. But um, yeah, I, I guess I was thinking a little bit more that they might they might test him deep a little bit more. I mean, the Bears secondary is nothing to write home about. Kyle Fuller is out. Kyle Fuller is an up and down player anyway. I mean, they've got Tracy Porter on one side. They have DeAndre Houston Carson, who's a fifth round rookie, I think. He's seeing significant snaps. I mean, Adrian Amos is a nice player a couple of years ago from Penn State. But you know, this is not exactly the sort of uh, the sort of secondary that you think well let's just try the linebackers instead so I um I guess I was I was a little disappointed in the lack of big plays but that's nitpicking what'd you think yeah I thought they actually went deep a fair amount um I mean it was the you had the 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 Matthews drop uh, right before the end of the first half which would have been a nice long play uh Aguilar dropped a long pass um that was underthrown a little bit um you remember the pass in the third quarter went underthrown Aguilar had two or three steps on the defender and had to slow up, but he still yeah. should have brought that ball in. And then there was another play, I believe it was with Aguilar, when he was clearly uh, interfered with uh, along the near sideline. That side was line. absurd. A crazy no call there, uh, which, I mean, if, if those three plays, if, if Carson, if Wentz hits on those three plays, he has close to 300 yards passing in this game. So I do think they, they took their shots. It, it is, we do have to remember this is a West Coast offense that, you know, primarily is centered around short passes and passes over the middle and that kind of stuff. But I think I was pleased with with how, how much they went deep. I just thought they, they took what was there. And, you know, Wentz, I think he's really mixing in gunslinger with staying in the West Coast offense. And what, what I really like from him is whenever he kind of gets flushed out of the pocket and he has to roll to his right um, and the play breaks down, he always wants his receivers to go deep. You saw him do it a couple of times, you know, motion with his hand for, I think it was Aguilar both times, go deep, go deep. And on the the, the play that should have been called a pass interference was one of those plays. Um, yeah. So, you know, I, I think those plays will be there. I liked, I think they took some decent shots and, you know, if, if he had some more capable receivers, he would have had close to 300 yards passing in this game and maybe another touchdown too. Yeah, it's funny you talk about rolling right. I feel like that was a few times they run the three-level stretch 
which mm-hmm. all the tape guys love to talk about. It's like a pretty classic zone beater where you usually will have two guys playing the right side of the field and you'll send three guys over there to say what's up and then just throw to whichever one of them doesn't have somebody <laughs> near him. And, uh, you know, that was a few times there was some big plays to Matthews, some nice, you know, chunk yardage there, you know, 10, 15 yards here or there. Um, yeah, you're right. And, and uh, I certainly think that there was like that, that play where Aguilar was interfered with. And then, you know, they had a couple of drops and um, stuff like that. It, certainly the the plays were there. The plays were mostly made. Man, these receivers. Do, They're gonna, these guys are going to drop passes all year. Yeah. We, just have to, we just have to embrace it. You know, gotta, we just have got to do better. They have to, but I don't think they can. And, you know, I think that it's just there's you hope that they make enough big plays to offset some of the drops, which they weren't able to do last year. Um, but I think Doug Peterson is going to work these guys into situations where they can make some more plays and where they can get into space. And he, he's going to utilize so far through two games. He's he's shown an ability to utilize the guys that he has to their utmost ability. And I don't know that that, that Chip Kelly was, was good at doing that. It seems like... It's you know, incredible how many coaches there are who aren't very good at that. Sorry True. to interrupt. It's just no, insane yeah. to me that you see like you see these guys and you're just like, oh, what? why are you doing this? And we were talking tonight about Mike McCarthy, and I think he is like... He is like probably one A of guys who do that, where he's got he's got all these great players. You're just thinking like your team sucks, dude. Like why? <laughs> Figure it out. And so it, you know it might be nice if we had a guy where he didn't have to always be being like figure it out. So right. you know, props to Doug Peterson for already having it figured out. One of the other things I noticed about Peterson too is you know when whenever the camera would be on him right after a, a play, he's. He's on the headset calling in the next play right away. You never saw Carson Wentz in the offense running to the line at the last second, having to take a timeout. Have the Eagles had to take a timeout uh, out of out of being flustered or not getting a play in yet this year? I don't think they have. I guess they, they lined up for the onside kick and took a timeout. I don't know. I guess okay. that, that's probably I mean, the only thing. And I don't really yeah. I don't even really know why they did that other than well they're gonna kick it. Are we ready for this? Yeah we are okay. <laughs> because they were ready. I mean they were all up close yeah. to the line, but I mean who knows? Uh yeah, I, but I think that's a great point. I mean as far as the, when the offense is out there, I don't think they've ever like gone I don't think yeah, we're two games in at this point. I don't think they've taken a timeout yet that was I mean know, unforced. Even in Andy Reid's ninth and tenth seasons with the team, and as eleven, you know, they were still there. Would be op- there would be times when it didn't seem like they knew what they wanted to do as they got up to the line, and it just seems like this is we said it last week a well-oiled machine, like a professional, a professional organization here on at least on offense, you know, where they just they seem to all be on the same page, and that's coaching. I mean, and you know, I think the Eagles have. I don't know if it's luck. I don't know if they knew that this is what they were getting when they moved up to get Carson Wentz, but they got not only a guy who's talented, it sure seems like Carson Wentz is a smart player. Yeah. Um, I mean, you know, more as much as anything else. And we, I don't know if we're moving into the speci- when specific portion of the podcast, but I think that Doug Peterson has somebody that he can use. And that's not to say Donovan McNabb wasn't smart or that Michael Vick wasn't smart or any of those other guys. But, you know, we could be dealing with a quarterback whose football IQ is maybe higher than a normal quarterback. Yeah. So I, don't know. I think I definitely think you're right. And look, speaking of smart players, clip it. 
You like that? I like that's a nice segue. Yeah. Clip nice. it. Look, clip it. It is the hottest app that is out there. You can watch live TV. Uh, you can make 30-second HD clips, uh, and you can share them to Twitter, Facebook. You can put them on your blog. You can embed them. It's nice. It's great. Um, you know, I think uh, the other guys in this po- podcast, they'll probably do ad reads, and they'll talk about how you can use them for live sports. And that's true. That's phenomenal. I think we saw one of the local radio stations out here tonight uh, tweeting out a picture of someone's TV, a video of someone's TV from a media outlet. Are you serious? <laughs> Come on. And, you know, I noticed. Yeah, I noticed that. And, you know, I not to interrupt you, Matt, but I used clip it tonight myself on the on the Matthews drop because I saw saw that and I wanted to post it on Twitter. I was like, that's the perfect place to do it. And and it's great, too, for stuff that's like maybe a little bit offbeat. I mean, I love my trashy dating shows, my reality dating shows. You know, come at me, whatever. I have a master's degree. But um, (laughs) but I do. (laughs) I love my trashy dating shows. And, you know, so stuff like that, like sometimes that stuff doesn't really make it out there. And it's the same with, uh, I used it just yesterday. I wanted to get a clip of, with audio, of Trent Dilfer saying, nobody should buy an offensive lineman jersey. I thought that was just really rich coming from good old Trent Dilfer. But, um, yeah, so I wanted to use that. And that's the sort of stuff that I like because I love when media makes an ass of themselves. So, you know, Clip It's perfect for when you want to go and, and the Internet never forgets. So, you know, get on there. Um, it's it's really helpful. They, they said that they're going to get local Philly stations adding coming pretty soon. Uh, that's going to be great when the Sixers start back up. Uh, not to mention for football season, if you want to catch Howard Eskin pregame, you know, maybe he gets hit with a football. I don't know. Um, and look, we got to be able to share the Wentz dimes. We got to be able to share Benny Logan one arm sacks. Got to be able to share some nice, uh, you know, Fletcher Cox getting in the out, getting in the backfield. Uh, Vinnie Curry's nice rush tonight where he said, "Oh, excuse me," to Josh Sitton and just helped himself to Jay Cutler. You know, all that stuff. Uh, so yeah, that's clip it. C L I P P I T. Uh, that is all right there in the palm of your hand. It is in the App Store, Android Store, and it is at clipit.tv. And on Twitter, at clipit.tv. That is C-L-I-P-P-I-T-T-V. Uh, so with that, I guess we touched on it a little bit. Let's talk about the main event here. That is Carson Wentz, Mr. Carson Wentz. I see a picture of him right here. He looks like he's, uh, he's rocking a nice charcoal suit. It's more gray yeah. with a nice pattern on it. I like it. I'm digging it. So, yeah, so, so, that's so. not a Burlington Coat Factory suit he's got on there, Matt. No, it's nice. No, nice yeah. suit. That is a that is a nice suit. The, only, for the <laughs> fine, kind you can only find in Fargo. Um, <laughs> that's right. Yeah, he was. I thought this was another great, and we've talked about it a little bit, but I thought this was another great game showing showing us just exactly what sorts of things, even apart from the physical abilities, make this guy so special. And you know, specifically in the mental parts of the game. I mean, we saw him. You know, he was he was checking at the line. He checked a lot. He dusted off hand signals I hadn't seen before. You know, usually you just see like, you know, like beckoning or like not beckoning or like making the slashing gesture. I don't know. Maybe they don't do that anymore. But, you know, just something that we're sort of. But he was like he was brushing off the front. I'm doing this. I'm here. I'm recording a podcast. I'm brushing off the front of my shirt. The visual the visual description is good. Yeah. So, you know, he's he's brushing off the front of his shirt. He's like, I don't know. He's doing the whip but not the nay-nay i don't know you know so so (laughs) weird stuff like that but but like this is a guy who was clearly in charge he clearly knew what he wanted to do with the football and i mean this guy's a rookie are you kidding me that's incredible so i was just blown away again carson wentz some of the placement i think that who maybe over the course of the night you could say he probably had two bad balls uh there was one that he threw behind matthews there on third down uh, that was pretty early in the game. And then that Aguilar deep pass that probably still should have been picked up because Aguilar had that guy shook. I think that 
uh, th- I mean, this was another just really, really good game from the rookie. Oh, and by the way, what he's still got—he's got—he's got 72 pass attempts and no interceptions so far. Like that's nothing—that's nothing to shake your head at. No, and I think there was there was only one other throw that I, I think he would like to have back, and that was uh, uh, the pass to Selleck in the end zone, where if he has a little more touch, yes. he gets it over the defender's hands. But other than that, I mean, boy, that is nitpicking for a guy making his second uh, start ever. He went 21 out of 34 for 190 yards, and I, again, he could have had 300 yards if not for some drops on some long plays and a, uh, a pass interference call that was never called. Uh, with a touchdown, no turnovers, had an 86.6 rating. Not as great a rating as last week, but I'm here to tell you, I think this game to me was even more encouraging because the Bears had tape on him. The Browns didn't have any tape on Carson Wentz. They didn't know what to expect. The Bears actually had some tape on him and the expectations were up because of what happened in week one. I mean, his his jersey sales, he sold more jerseys than any other NFL player over the last week. President Obama is talking about him. Joe Biden's talking about him. And he still came out and played like a vet. And not only that, they opened him up in the first series in a no huddle with no no running backs. He's up at the line. He's calling the plays. He's checking, you know, checking out of plays, looking at the defense, picking up hot reads on the blitzes. I mean, that's a He's playing like a veteran. I mean, that is the, that is what a veteran does. And you know, there was the one play and where not got, every veteran. I mean, there's a lot of guys who still don't have the hang of that, and they're thirty. Totally correct. Absolutely right. I mean, he completed his first six passes. He used four different receivers out of the five wide empty backfield. Um, you know, I thought he he looked as the first half went on. I thought he looked a little jittery, like he was playing just a little bit too fast. But then he settled down. I think once the the second half rolled around, once again um, he took some huge throws, uh, some huge hits when as he was uh, as he was throwing. He got hit in the face on that one uh, pass. Uh, the the um, uh, the uh, roughing the passer call um, yeah. and uh, completed that unbelievable throw to Burton yeah, that on was that Trey play. Burton, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's just that he. I don't like how many big hits he's taking when he's running with the ball. He needs to get down and get out of bounds. I think. I hope he'll learn that as we go along. <laughs> but uh, you know, he was he he again showed the touch on the deep ball on that on that throw that Matthews dropped um, was all that stuff that we were worried about in the preseason with him. Uh, throwing too high with his mechanics uh, where you'd be missing receivers. I I don't know. That's going away. I haven't seen that at all. Have you? I mean, once the regular season has started here? I guess, I mean, if we had to nitpick about his mechanics, his his thing is that he... He uh, he stops his feet in the pocket. I don't think you'll see a lot of the the veteran guys do that. Mm-hmm. Um, somebody on Twitter was arguing that Cam does that, and that's probably true. But you know, Cam's sort of a Cam's sort of an oddball. Cam's a special uh, a special case. Yeah, but um, and as far as that goes, I mean, that's really nitpicky. There's only one time where I really thought, like, boy, I bet you wish your feet were moving right now. Um, <laughs> somebody, I think somebody came up behind him and uh, pass got tipped to the line or something like that. But uh, you know, in general, I mean, you're supposed to sort of keep your feet moving. Um, just, just sort of, you know, do your little, do your little steps. And you, know, you watch Brady do it. Manning does it. They all do it. They, you know, they're always kind of ready to, ready to move or ready to turn. So um, yeah, but mechanically, I mean, he, he's not missing guys high like we saw in that first game. And then everybody said, oh, that was his problem in college. I mean, he is like, he's progressing at like a rocket, a rocket rate. I mean, he, this guy is. I, yeah, I I don't know I don't know what else to say, and I mean even apart from all the physical stuff, and man, can he really sling it? And he yeah. is fearless too. I mean, what a boy, 
Man, we got something good here going here, guys. I don't I don't know what else to say, but if you're not excited, if you're not excited by now, then well, I don't know why you listen to this podcast, but please <laughs> please keep doing it. I, this was this was really this was just another sort of encouraging uh, uh, step in his development, and I think he I think he really was up for the challenge. Absolutely no, and you know I I think the athleticism that he shows too makes him a special case too because I mean he's got the arm obviously and he's got he's got the size you can't teach size you know you're either going to be a big guy or you're going to be a little guy um, you know and speaking on behalf of little guys around the world who always wanted to be big guys um, <laughs> it, being a big guy is a good thing when you're a professional quarterback so Shots he can to Chase Daniel right exactly poor little Chase <laughs> I can identify Chase. Um, but he can see over the offensive line, but he has the mobility to get outside and, and to run for a first down or pick up five yards, make something out of nothing. The thing you haven't seen from him is him getting sacked all that much. And part of that is the offensive line is doing okay. They're not, they're not, you know, they're not lighting the world on fire protecting him, but he has, he has not been hit in the pocket, you know, a lot. I mean, a lot of when his big hits tonight, um, or as we're recording this on Monday night, were when he was running outside the pocket. And you know, a couple times he should have gotten out of bounds, but he hasn't been taking many sacks. Just you, you have not seen the type of negative plays from Carson Wentz that you would expect to see out of a guy making his first two NFL starts, whether it be sacks or interceptions. Yeah, I mean, that's that's definitely true. I actually think that's a really good point. I think that um, a lot of times you'll see guys. You know, guys who are cautious, they don't throw a lot of interceptions, so they'll take a sack instead and, you know, sort of the other way around where the guys just sort of panic because they don't want to get hit. And then they'll, you know, they'll end up throwing up a junker and it's coming. I mean, you know. Yeah, he's going to have a bad game. Yeah, Yeah. but whatever. Might be next week against the Steelers, and that'll be a much much tougher test. Let's let let the other guys take care of that one. But um, Exactly. But, yeah, I I thought that, I mean, I thought that this was, um, yeah, I think you're right. I mean, he, he, he. I guess his his third option is that he he rolls out and he tries to take on a cornerback head on and sometimes he'll win but yeah. you should probably you should probably give that one up. If it's um, a cornerback I feel better about it if it's a safety or a linebacker get down. Yeah, get down Carson. For sure. Yeah, can he, I th- can I had, throw th- Sorry, go ahead. I was just going to say he had that nice windmill where he caught Pernell McPhee in the head with his legs and I feel like that's a good way to get yourself hurt. Yeah, yeah. No, I just, I just assume him get out of bounds or slide feet first. I mean, it's it's hard for quarterbacks to slide feet first. Most of them don't know how to do it. But uh, yeah, yeah sure. Just don't miss any games, Carson. Stay healthy, buddy. <laughs> Seriously. Uh, PFF chiming in there. He, Carson is now the number one graded quarterback in the NFL, according to. Wow. Their- that's incredible. Their system. Incredible. Here's a couple other stats here for you that I, I, I was, uh, as I was watching online, Wentz is now the first quarterback in NFL history to win twice in his first, in the first two weeks of his rookie year with 20 or more attempts, one touchdown and no interceptions in both games. Okay. So there's one pretty good. Digest that one. Yeah. Um, this is the second time in Eagles history in which they will have started their first two games with no turnovers. The only other time was in 1959. Huh. And this is a rookie quarterback. Beating yeah. a team to that kind of a mark. And then here's the last one. Carson Wentz became the fifth rookie quarterback to win the first two games of the season since the NFL-AFL merger in 1970. So, Man, I wonder who the other two were. Uh, there were four others because he's the fifth QB oh, yeah, since right. the yeah. merger. So I don't know who the other four were. It doesn't say on my uh, my little information sheet here. But I thought those are, I mean, we're making his, he's making history here. And this is some good history he's making right now. I mean, he's doing things rookie quarterbacks just don't do. Yeah. Um, here's a stat for you. The Eagles defense has knocked out the starting quarterback in each game. Uh, that's an interesting oh, point. Oh, wow, yeah. Here from Tommy Lawler. So I think that, that'll help us segue well to the defense. Um, 
I guess we set pretty high expectations for this defense because they keep sort of performing, or at least the results are there. Um, but people aren't really happy with, <laughs> happy with them, <laughs> and, and I and I and I understand why. Um, I sort of think that a lot of times we feel like the defense benefits from good breaks going their way. It's definitely happened a couple of times, uh, and then when they don't benefit from good breaks going their way, and you know, part of me wants to say that's just football, and part of me wants to say, hey, check the scoreboard. Uh, but I I understand. I am sympathetic. But uh, I think overall, I thought the defense performed pretty well. There was a couple of times where I thought they just they just had the perfect play. I mean, early on that first this first uh, couple of plays when Jenkins just smoked Cutler, Cutler had no <laughs> time to do anything. I thought that was a really impressive uh, uh, performance from the from the defense. You know, Jim Schwartz calling the right thing. Uh, it was a couple of times uh, Benny Logan. How about Benny? Logan punching the ball out with one arm yeah. while he was blocked. Yeah. How about that? What a why I would not I would not like to shake that guy's hand. Um and how about uh you know Vinny Curry, he had a big night. Brandon Graham was everywhere again. again. Um yeah, a couple of times they lost contain. Uh a few times Jalen Mills got na- got matched up one on one with Alshon Jeffrey. And look, that stuff's gonna happen. It's my big pet peeve where you think that if you have a guy like Alshon Jeffrey, you can never ever match up one on one with him. Right. But um yeah, you know, a couple of times where it just just didn't happen. But ultimately, I mean, the defense was able to, to remain stout. They were able to stop the bleeding and they they came away uh, with a couple of turnovers, and they knocked Jay Cutler out of the game. Thought this was a this was a great performance from him. But one guy I wanted to talk about, I, we've already mentioned it, was Jalen Mills. You know, first time starter, rookie, second game, seventh round pick. Um, thought he acquitted himself okay. What'd you think? No, I did too. I mean, obviously there was the one bad uh, play with where he got he bit on the uh, the stop and go uh, by Jeffrey and got burned deep. Um, he didn't have any safety help on that play, and you know that's good. That's going to happen to rookies. It's going you know they're going to do that. They have to learn. And frankly, there are veteran cornerbacks who will get who will bite on the, an Alshon Jeffrey move like that. Alshon yeah. Jeffrey, when he's not pulling a hamstring, is one of the better wide receivers in the NFL. Um, but I thought overall he played pretty well. I mean, I think Jim Schwartz was smart not to overwhelm him. I think. Uh, it might have been starting to get to that point, you know, early uh, as in the first half. Um, but then they brought in Ron Brooks, and I think uh, I think Brooks uh, took on Jeffrey for a little while, and you know they they moved these they moved the guys around, and then once the the Eagles got up by a couple of possessions, um, I think they 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 moved Mills back onto Jeffrey, and in the second half, you know, when Hoyer was in the game, they tried going deep to. To, to Jeffrey a couple of different times and the throws weren't great but you know Mills was was trying to stay with him he was mixing it up with him I mean maybe Jeffrey comes down with one of those throws if it's a better throw but you know I thought he did okay you know it's he certainly held his own with, with you know with that with Leotis out of the lineup and it's 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 not the way you want to go into every week with a, a rookie seventh round pick you know matching up against another team's best wide receiver but uh, the Eagles can get away with that probably more than a lot of other teams because of the pressure that they can get with their defensive front. Yeah, uh, one Mills play that I wanted to point out, a good one. Um, I can't remember. I can't remember if it was to Eddie Royal. Uh, I think it was, but there was a screen pass, and Jalen Mills gave him probably a seven-yard cushion. And as soon as he saw that, the, he, as soon as he saw that that play was coming to his guy, he closed. And I don't think Eddie Royal got any yards on it. So you know, he saw it in the time that it took the pass to get there. He. He had exploded seven yards upfield and tackled his guy and brought him to the ground. Now, I don't. I think that he's probably around a, an average tackler as far as cornerbacks go. I mean, he's certainly not, um, you know, an Asante Samuel or a Namdi or you know one of those guys who just hates to tackle. Oh, don't you mention those two the same, please? <laughs> um, but uh, the um, I thought that you know 
this that was like something like that, you know, where he he read and diagnosed the play. You could tell he used to be a safety, but um, you know, he he diagnosed the play and he exploded upfield and he he brought his guy down. You know, even though the call was for him to be off and the call was you know all this and and everything, but you know, he was he was there. It was the right decision. They went they went after him because he was off because he was a rookie and he didn't he didn't let it burn him at all. So I thought yeah, I thought it was an up and down sort of uh, sort of day for him. But I thought all in all, uh, the defensive line they did a good job. Well, they gave up seven points as a defense. I mean, they probably should have given up ten. Uh, the you know Chicago missed that field goal in the first <laughs> quarter, but you know, I mean, they gave up yeah, seven after points. After cutting their kicker for money reasons, <laughs> that's right. Ugh. That's a bad idea. Yeah. Um, no, you need kickers. They they kick. They're the only ones qualified to do what they do on the field. Um, right. You know. So, but no, I think you know it's the defense. They they probably got away with a little bit of a lackluster first half. I mean, they. I think what we've seen from the Eagles' defense is when the game is tight, they play in spurts. I mean, they they give up some yardage. Uh, they they got a little bit in the third quarter. It seemed like Chicago was starting to get their legs under them with the ground game a little bit. Um, but they, like Eagles' defenses in years past, have been a, a bend but, but, but don't break type outfit. And I think we've seen that from them a little bit in the first half in these in these first two games. But when they get a lead... When this when this defense and this defensive line especially gets a lead, they become animals. And especially against a poor Chicago offensive line, as you mentioned, uh, is dealing with a lot of injuries and who are just not familiar with each other and, and just are populated by some bad football players. When you've when you've got Fletcher Cox in the middle and you've got you know you've got Vinnie Curry and Brandon Graham and all these guys pinning their ears back and and when they know they can just rush the quarterback and not have to worry about the run game, good heavens. Yeah. Good heavens. I mean, it just and you saw that four turnovers in this game. Uh, they are now plus five on the season. They got they had three turnovers in the second half. If if the offense can put points on the board, it's going to be a, the defense in the second half of games this year. It's going to be a sight to see, my friend. I mean, it's going to be a sight to see for sure. Yeah, couldn't agree more. I um, I really like this combination of pass rushers they have, too. I mean, I, we saw uh, early in the game, uh, Vinnie Curry. He, they, they moved him inside and they had him at the at the three technique and you know between between all these guys I mean you don't even you don't even have to move him inside I mean you have Benny Logan in there but you know you pull Benny off you put Vinny in maybe you, you stick Barwin out there match up against the uh, you know the right tackle or whatever but you know you get you get these guys and this is a, this is a quality pass rushing group and you know Vinny Curry made made his guy pay or he's just I mean I said it at the time I was like Vinny Curry had an easier time getting through there than I do when I'm at a party. You know, when you go to a place and you're just like, excuse me, excuse me, excuse me. Vinnie Curry had a much easier time just getting upfield than I, you know, I ever do. And I'm trying to get to the bathroom at a bar. I mean, this was this was great. Uh, That was just really good play from them. Uh, No, and I think I think you're right. I mean, and it's the rotation is a key. I mean, they can keep rotating guys in. And I'm here to tell you, I really do think not being on the field as much helps keep them fresher in the second half, too. I mean, because they they played more snaps than any other defense over the last few years when Chip Kelly was the head coach. And I don't know that that was the reason why, you know, they they would have struggles when they would have them. But I certainly think not being on the field for as long for being on for, you know, with the Eagles offense, owning the, the time of possession edge the first two weeks of the season. I do think that has helped them. I, you know, it helps the defensive folks stay stay fresher up front. And when you get a lead when you're and you've got, you know, you've got fresh lungs and fresh legs go get them yeah especially i mean these guys are used to playing 70 snaps and then suddenly they're playing 40 i mean that's that's i feel like they're playing half a game every week (laughs) yeah for sure um 
really quick injuries. Uh, I don't think the Eagles really suffered any injuries. Um, obviously, Zach Ertz was out, and uh, so was Leotis McKelvin. Um, but uh, one thing that stuck out to me was that it seemed like Sturgis was hurt. I guess Peterson said after the game that it was just cramps. Uh, we've all been there. I don't know. I don't know if it's cramps or not. It, looked, it sure looked like a hammy to me, a hammy on the plant leg. And maybe it was just cramps in, in the hammy on the plant leg. But, um, you know, that's something definitely to keep an eye on. There's, luckily, there's a few good kickers out there. Uh, Robbie Gould is on the market. I don't know if you heard. but um, I tweeted that out a little bit because I, I was worried about uh, an injury there. When, when I was worried about an injury because when the, when the Eagles were, you know, had the ball at the, 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 I think it was the fourth and goal from the two-yard line or whatever it was, and they decided to go for it when they were up. Up 13 uh, it was an interesting decision because you kick a field goal there you go up three scores yeah. and you're in the fourth quarter I mean I I was assuming Sturgis was hurt because it makes all the sense in the world for me to kick the field goal there I mean I like aggressiveness I, I like Doug Peterson's aggression so far in these first two games but I thought the right play was the field goal there and of course they scored the touchdown on that 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 really well-designed play that we, we talked about a little bit earlier where Matthews got the ball pitched out to the left on the fake jet sweep to the right, and it worked. It was great. It put the game out of reach. Yep. You know, hooray, the villagers rejoice. But, you know, <laughs> I do think kicking the field goal there was probably the higher percentage play, and that's so that was what, what had me worried about the whole Sturgis thing. But as yeah, it we were, out, we, I guess, were think, we were talking about that, too. We were like, why aren't, they, why aren't they going for it? And somebody was like, well, the kicker's probably hurt. And then the next play, he went out there and kicked the PAT. Like, kicked fine. the field goal. <laughs> so, <laughs> I don't know. Who knows? Um, yeah, uh, I guess the only thing we really had left on our rundown list here was uh, uh, Jay Cutler. Uh, we wanted to touch on him a little bit. Uh, sure was good to see Jay Cutler out there doing Jay Cutler things. Um, 12-17 for 157 yards, no touchdowns, one interception. Um, so props to you, Jay Cutler. I hope you feel better soon. There are times when I watch Jay Cutler play, and I wonder... Has he just given up? <laughs> you just, I mean, with some of the plays he makes, the interception, you know, in the third quarter, he has a look on his face where you just wonder, is this guy, you know, is this guy into it? You know, I mean, is he, is he, is he, is he pushing as hard as he can? I'm not saying the guy's throwing a game or anything like that, but man, there are sometimes he makes a play and I just, I don't understand what, I don't understand what's going through his head. And I don't know if it's just a mental thing or a physical thing or a combination, but. Yeah, boy, his boy. style of play is like bad Favre. I think in a lot of ways where he's just he's just talented and fearless and just dumb, bad. Right, right. Um, no, I totally agree. Yeah, he said he's he said he's knocked out. I guess he said he lost strength in his hand. He couldn't grip the ball. That's sort of a that's sort of a funny one. Uh, I hope everything's all right with him. But uh, you know, for now. Um, so long, Jay Cutler. <laughs> he's in the he's in the rearview mirror. And uh, thanks. Yeah, and thanks. Thank you. Um, uh, why don't we wrap this up by doing one good, one bad? What do you think? I love it. All right, I'm why ready. Don't you, why don't you kick it off? All right, one good for this week. I'm going to give it to uh, Destiny, and I'm not sure I'm saying his last name right, Vallejo. Yeah, I think that sounds good. Um, well, he's the guy who injured Cutler, um, the undrafted uh, rookie free agent, uh, forced to fumble, recorded the first sack of his career. Um, you know, he's really worked himself into the defensive rotation, got some PT in the in the second half, and, you know, made probably the play that was one of the turning points of the game. Uh, the D-line, you know, played very well, and Brandon Graham was had a real big game. But he, when when on that fumble, I mean, it was still a 9-7 game at that point, and the Eagles didn't score on that possession, but the, the field position changed, and the Eagles would, would then score on the possession following that one. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I... I Always like to see you know a, a guy who's an undrafted free agent rookie come in make a big play. Looks like uh, he's going to be a part of the rotation going forward. So I'm going to give it to uh, to my man Destiny. Who, by the way, I mean that's 
there's not a lot of football players named Destiny. Yeah, he's, the, mean, pl- he's the player of Destiny. And they, this right. is the team of Destiny. Literally, this is the team of Destiny. For tonight, for one night at least, it was, yes. <laughs> Who's your so, one good, Matt? <laughs> so, long as, so long as he's on the team. Uh, I guess I'm torn. Uh, I'd like to give it to Nigel Bradham after that interception, but... Uh, I think I'm going to go ahead and give it to Brandon Graham. I mean, especially there earlier in, early in the game, you could really tell. That dude came streaking up the field. That guy chucked his guy to the ground. I mean, he was matched up against Bobby Massey, who's as bad as I could really imagine. Um, that He is as bad as a tackle could be. That is a That guy is just a fence post, you yeah. know, and, and you— yeah. With no fence. So (laughs) (laughs) it's just memories of a fence gone by. So I I, I think that I thought that Brandon Graham had a great game. I mean, uh, well, it says he he got a sack. He got two. He got two TFLs. I mean, this guy was everywhere. He was only credited with four tackles. But I thought that, you know, he he got to the quarterback. He he just made a general nuisance of himself, especially there early in the game. Really helped set the tone, I think, for the for the defense. He put the you know, put the fear of God in them. So I got to go with Brandon Graham. I thought that I thought that he had a great game, and I'm, I'm really looking forward to seeing what sorts of contributions he can make here as a full-time starter. Um, why don't we toss it over to the bad? What did you think? Um, this is an easy one. Well, I had one. I thought, um, you know, I don't know if it was if I, if it's the one that you you thought of, but I, I have my bad as Jason Kelsey tonight. We didn't talk mm. much about the offensive line, uh, but he's really struggled uh, in this offense at center. He struggled last year as well. I'm not sure, you know, I... I'm not sure what the problem was last year because he was good in Chip Kelly's offense the first couple of years and then really struggled last year. Um, he has been not very good in the first two games, got beat multiple times. Um, and again, the, the Eagles offensive line as a whole uh, really killed a couple of big plays with some penalties in the first half uh, when the game was still tight and the Eagles could have uh, put a few more points on the board early on. So um, I, I think I, I'm... I'm hopeful that Jason Kelsey can kind of turn it around because at one point he was one of the more one of the more athletic and fun to watch and effective centers in football and he he's struggled lately. He has he has not been playing very good football. It's it's really the only one I could I could come up with because as a whole the team played very well. Yeah, I um I think we have to get used to the idea that uh, Isaac Samala was probably drafted to replace him. Uh, and probably. He's, and he's hurt, but, you know, Kelsey's got a big contract and, you know, he gets pretty cuttable coming up on next year. Um, and he does struggle with bigger guys. You know, they play, the Bears like to play an odd front sometimes, and, you know, that can be tough on him. And Eddie Goldman is a, is a big dude, but, you know, I don't know. This was... This was not a good. Uh, this was not a good showing for him for sure. Uh, I guess my bad guy's gonna be have to go with Nelson Aguilar. I mean, he had a couple of nice plays, and certainly sometimes you know when he gets full extension, it seems like he can really he can really jump and you know he can really move what he wants to. But he had two bad drops tonight, and you know, granted, one was. Um, you know, on an underthrown ball and was probably not on a very well executed play. But, uh, you know, he had that drop in the end zone. He had that other drop where he had to stop and wait for the ball to get there. I did not think that this was, I did not think that this was his best game. And, and those, you know, he had defensive backs on him, but when you look at it, he was either bracing or just expecting, or I don't know what was going on, but he, Tracy Porter did not disrupt his catch. You know, he should have had that catch in the end zone. The other one, uh, Grant, was that his name? Uh, whatever his name is, he did not disrupt the catch either. Not, I mean, certainly not well enough. He, he should have had both of those balls, and uh, I guess that's a shame. Um, but I, you know, I don't think we could get through it without talking about the the drops by the by the wide receivers again. And of course, mm-hmm. Jordan Matthews, you know, he acquitted himself well again with another seventy-one yards, six receptions. Uh, clearly on track to have a thousand yard season for the first time in his career after coming up what was it six short was it three yeah he was like at 997 990 something anyway but um you know he 
the offense clearly runs through him. So I'm going to go ahead and say that Nelson Aguilar, he's going to be my bad guy. Sorry, Nelly. No, that's, I think, you know, I, I think you're right with that. Although I did like that he was getting some separation in this game, at least, you know, I mean, you can kind of see if he can hold on to the ball, you can see why they drafted him. I mean, you can see, you can see there's something there. Um, it just, you just hope that a professional pass catcher can learn how to catch passes on a more consistent you right. You know, he's no longer working on his amateur status. So, you know, <laughs> <laughs> right. um, yeah, so I think that's going to do it. We're going to wrap it up here for episode number 188. Well, why don't we close out with some final thoughts? What do you got? Final thoughts. The Eagles are 2-0 and with each win being by at least 14 points this year. This is from ESPN Stats and Information here, Matt. The last 13 teams to start the year 2-0 and with a pair of wins, obviously, by at least 14 points or more, all made the playoffs with the last to miss being the 2003 Bills. And the last time the Eagles started 2-0 with a pair of wins that were at least two touchdowns was in 1980 when they went to the Super Bowl. So get your plane. I don't even know where they're playing the Super Bowl this year because I didn't in my in my wildest dreams even imagine they'd make the playoffs. So I'll just say get your tickets for wherever the heck that game's going to be played right now. Uh, Lady Gaga is singing it. Oh, it's in Houston. Ugh. Go for the Lady Gaga. Stay for the football. Right, yeah. Uh, you guys will love Houston. They got McDonald's everywhere. Um, All right. The <laughs> yeah. five for five, Matt. I'm telling you what right now. That's the best deal there is right, going right now in, in, in fast food. Man, is anybody else hungry? All right. Um, so <laughs> I think uh, I think my final thought's going to be uh, that was a good game. Let's go do it again. I um, I thought that was a, that was just another quality team win. I thought that you know the offense they looked pretty good. They looked like they were all on the same page, like a, you know a cohesive sort of game plan. Um, and man, I just can't get enough Carson Wentz. I'm glad you know the Monday night game. We had to wait eight days last time. Now we only got to wait six. You know, silver lining here. Uh, and they got a big test coming up in the Steelers. So uh, I personally think that they are up for it. Uh, I guess we'll see what the Steelers have dialed up, but. Um, I think that, uh, you know, if they come out and they play as well as they did the last two games against the Steelers, I think that they could certainly hang with that, you know, potent offense and sort of subpar defense. So uh, I think that's going to be it uh, for myself, Mr. Matt Daring, and for John Stolness. This has been BGN Radio, episode number 188. Uh, Thanks for listening. Folks, we have now reached our final destination of Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. We realize you have a choice in podcasting. We thank you for choosing ours.